not giving in to postponements because of rain. Welcome to Hand of Pod. Boys and girls, welcome to episode 293 of Hand of Pod. I'm Sam Kelly, and this week in my living room are Andres Bruckner. Hello. Welcome back, Andres. Thank you. And Mariano Capalvo. Hey. It's a rare pleasure to have you here, Mariano. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm back. It's always nice to have you on, and uh, particularly at the end of the season as well. From Boyle, yeah. Indeed. Uh, we are going to read out, first of all, the scores that have happened since we last recorded, most of which, but not all of which, were in the 26th round of Superliga action. They're as follows. San Martín de San Juan, nil. Vélez Sarsfield, two. Another win and another clean sheet for Vélez. San Lorenzo, two. Belgrano, nil. Uh, another miracle. Indeed, yes, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, Argentinos 1, Godoy Cruz 2, Arsenal de Sarandí. I hope you're sitting down for this one. 4, Rosario Central 0. You heard correctly. Uh, Newell's Old Boys 1, Defensa y Justicia 0. Tacheres 0, Huracán 0. Atletico Tucumán 1, Olimpo 1. My cat is chewing the telephone cable over there now. She's come alive. She was asleep on the bed until you two turned up, but now she's... All over the bloody place. She's nervous. Yeah. Tempele 1, Patronato 2. Independiente 2, Gimnasia 2. Tigre 0, Lanús 0. What again? Boca Juniors 2, Union 0. Estudiantes 1, Racing 2 in um, La Plata. Banfield 2, Chacarita Juniors 1. And Colón 0, River Plate 0 on Monday nights. There have been two other matches since, which are from the 25th round of games and which took place um, last night, which is... What, what day is it today? It's Thursday, Thursday yes. So on Wednesday evening, which is why we're recording so late in the week, uh, Racing beat Arsenal de Sarandí 2-0 in the Cilindro, and Boca Juniors then drew 2-2 away to Gimnasia, a result which means that Boca are champions of Argentina for the second season running. They were doing their best to throw it away at some point of the match, uh, but they couldn't. They, they failed to do so. Um, and therefore, with one match left, Boca are crowned. River vs Estudiantes was supposed to be oh, just about finishing now, um, but no, it's been rained off. was going to start in 20 minutes. Oh, sorry, it was, yes. They've already changed the kickoff time, oh, okay. so I was getting confused yeah. about the kickoff time. Uh, River vs Estudiantes was going to be starting, as Mariano says, in 25 minutes, but it's, it's been rained off. It's going to be played at quarter to five on Friday afternoon instead. A bit of a weird kickoff time. I suspect it's so that both teams have got the minimum 76 hours preparation before their matches on Monday evening because Estudiantes will have 76 and a half hours if, uh, if that match kicks off on time tomorrow. And, they, they, can tomorrow. Put, and they can postpone those because San Lorenzo goes on holidays on Tuesday. So uh, okay. <laughs> they have to play it Monday, I don't know. They will have to, if they postpone that, I guess some of them will have to use reserves. Yeah, and, and they also can't play it 
after that final round of matches because uh, it, it could affect how, how River but approached the San Lorenzo game, possibly given that the Sudamericana positions are so close. As, as happened in the weekend, there was a match that was called off with the referee already in the in the stadium in the in the yeah, I mean in the pitch uh, uh, trying to see what, how how the pitch was. It was awful, of course. I mean Boca gymnasia against Boca and. Racing against Arsenal was called off six hours before. Now the same uh, happened with River Estudiantes. With it's raining, of course, and it having have been raining a lot. But uh, well, it could happen that uh, it was cancelled a bit early. Yeah, uh, they uh. could have waited a bit. I mean, they play played the B Metropolitana semi-final game at the same time. You know, that pitch was awful. They could have played River Estudiantes, especially considering uh, neither of them is really. Playing for something important. I mean, well, Estudiantes River, is playing for nothing. River well, no, if, if Estudiantes beat River and then win their last game, they can still get into the Sudamericana oh, spots as well. They won't. I mean, no, they probably <laughs> won't. I agree, won't. but but it's it's possible. <laughs> How so, many points so. do you have? They have to win both, and they need like three or four different. And River is not yeah. interested in uh, in. No, no, I mean, uh, River will qualify. If Estudiantes anyway, beat River tomorrow, then they will go to thirty-eight points. They'll be. Excuse me, cat. God, she's getting everywhere. They will be, as I try to scroll back up the screen that she just scrolled down for me, a point behind River and Colón. If yeah, they win but that come match. on, with 41 points, they um, won't go to the Sudamericana because you have Argentinos, Belgrano, Union with 40, Defensa with 41. Oh, no, I agree that, that it probably yeah, okay. won't happen, but from yeah. the league's point of view, you have to uh, arrange things as if it, as if it oh, could. Yeah. Like they are thinking um, about it. Yes, <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Um, main talking points then from since the last podcast, obviously the main one is Boca Juniors steamrollering the rest of the league into submission. Uh, they were. I, I was trying to look this up uh, last night on, on who scored by going through the various dates. I could have sworn there was a point in this season when Boca were like 11 points clear. The furthest clear I could find them was 7. Um, but they were certainly a very long way clear at one point and then spent a lot of the... Uh, second half of the championship trying their damnedest yeah, to throw that league away and that was really the, yesterday's game was, was that in microcosm they went ahead of Gimnasia twice and twice they conceded an equaliser and started to look like they might go behind well, and they didn't quite manage to do it that, that's where the big squad is important right because uh, there was one question okay I'm going a bit ahead in the <laughs> podcast about uh, who was the other star in Boca team besides Pavon and the truth is that if you Look at the first half of the season, you could say uh, maybe Gago, Benedetto scored a lot of goals. I mean, I would say Benedetto's yeah. arguably the star of the second half as well. He's, he's still Boca's top scorer by three whole yeah, goals, but, but he's not playing. For, yeah, okay, for but in the last few games it was uh, Juan Chope, Avila, and then you had, uh, uh, for example, Cardona was important at some point. Wilmer Barrios. Wilmer Barrios, Barrios was fighting. important at some point. But, but it's like the team changed quite a lot mm. with all the suspensions and injuries and everything so that's that's why it's important to have such a long squad that's how they made it uh, till the end of the whole season they were at the top um, because of that why do you think I, 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 I know why but perhaps you have a different opinion or, or I would like uh, to listen what you you think about why is Boca so criticized about their, their level or, or their way of playing because it's it has been even asked Guillermo uh, Barrascolata, well, the coach ha- has been asked, asked whether he will continue continue and about the... the, the, the For me, it's obvious. Uh, they don't play well. <laughs> it's clear. They don't play well. I mean, if, if you had to, to say who will win Copa Libertadores, you think Boca has a chance? 
they, they don't have a chance. Playing like this, they don't have a chance. If they meet Gremio, River, Racing, Palmeiras, Nacional from Colombia, any of those teams are well, clearly and better it, and right if now. And Paon leaves by no, of course. If Paon leaves, the end of the World they could Cup, just withdraw the, from the competition <laughs> because they have absolutely no chance. But they, they don't play well. Like you said, they had an 11-point difference at some point or distance. I could have sworn they did. Yeah, um, I'm sure they did. Perhaps with one more game played or something like yeah. that. But they haven't played well in the second but half. But on the other the hand, you have something you said, perhaps, that the, the team changed a lot and uh, they were like close to lose the, the advantage they had, but they kept, uh, kept it. The problem is uh, the other teams. The other teams couldn't well, keep up. I mean, River had a, like a three, four months holidays yeah. where they didn't play. They, all, they, all, they were also focused in Copa Libertadores last year. After their elimination against Lanús, they were like out of their minds for three, four months. Then they recovered, but it was too late. Racing also started too late. Uh, Godoy Cruz. Godoy Cruz. Going like no, a I train. Think, I think Godoy Cruz and Lorenzo and Talleres gave their best. I mean, they have the points, probably even more points than what they deserve. Mm. And then you have Independiente, also was focused in Sudamericana last year and lost a lot of points. Racing started playing this year because last year they were not good. So Boca, with their big squad, were the only ones that and kind of played regularly. And in the last the year, they, they had no, no caps or no other tournaments in exactly. which... Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> Since the turn of the year, I think I saw somebody tweet on Twitter last night, something like Godoy Cruz have won 33 points, uh, Racing have won 28 and Boca have won 27 or something, which gives you an idea of the... Uh, Godoy Cruz over, particularly over the level that Godoy Cruz have been playing, you think? Yeah, obviously they did. I mean, they have... They don't have the players to win a long championship, and it's unbelievable that they are that far up. Well, mm. Garcia could be their their pavón, perhaps They're the man that they, they that shined. He's playing uh, the best football of his career and the best well, football he can play. I mean, same from as here, Rivas, he, from here he can go down or maybe stay there for a bit. Same as Rivas from Patronato, yeah, another exactly, Uruguayan, exactly. but. Uh, but not doesn't have the team that perhaps Godoy Cruz has. And I think that it's the same for Tajeres. Mm. Uh, I mean, they can't give more uh, of what they, they gave so far. So, But in the case of Tajeres, you have a, a different case because it's a team that they play more collectively, I think, that up till, until the 23rd or 22nd round, they played and they, of course, they perhaps really wouldn't be able to win the title, but they were... Like playing well, and, and one of the examples you will rescue from, well, which team do you, do you like? Well, I don't know that, what, whether there is a, a question of, yeah. but Talleres, I, I mentioned the last uh, last episode. Defensa Justicia, Talleres, in the, ah, perhaps Independiente. They are teams that gave their best. I mean, the teams that could have uh, fought this championship were River, Racing, and Independiente if they were more focused from the start. But they were. Uh, with the Copa Libertadores to American, they were thinking about something else and they, they lost a lot of early points that in the end were, were important. Mm. Are Boca deserved champions? Yeah. Then, given because how of this. ordinary we, they've been? Yeah, because of this. They were more the most the only regular team, I would say. I mean, River started playing in the last two months. Racing started playing in February before they were really bad with Coca. Independiente had Sudamericana, and like I said, for me, Godoy Cruz, San Lorenzo, Huracán, and Talleres, they played the, the best course, they could. It's they impossible. are not to blame. Boca is not responsible for the, the play or the level or the performance of the other teams. 
but I think that the more they, they, they demand you, the, the best, the better you play. If they don't demand you a lot, perhaps you don't, you won't play better or you won't play your best, uh, the best you can. You will do. They can just relax. What is enough? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes, because it, it was enough. I apologise for the scraping in the background. The cats and I decided to go to the toilet. Um, well done, Boca. They finish, well they don't finish do they because there is still one game left to go but uh, they are going to finish I suspect unless either Godoy Cruz or Racing thrash whoever they're playing this weekend um, as the top goal scorers in the league and possibly, just possibly, as the best defence although they're going to need a little bit more luck for that because there are currently three teams, San Lorenzo, Independiente and Tacheres who have all conceded one goal fewer than Boca so far. Um, but you know that's um, it tells the story. I think that they've they've lost as many games as as Godoy Cruz. They've lost the same number of games as Oracan. They've lost more games than San Lorenzo, <laughs> and yet they just they pick up those wins in often quite big games and often in weekends when the other teams were dropping points and, and late get, goals, late yeah. goals against Atletico yeah they had that run of sort of four or five games Tigre. in a row of scoring in stoppage uh, time. Vélez no. against Vélez. I don't remember that one. But I remember a late equalizer against Atletico no. Tucumán. I remember they won in the last minute against Tigre. And then they beat Tacheres with a late goal as well. Um, Defensive Justicia game, was that a late goal? Let me say. No, they lost. An incredible goal against, against Temple by Fabra, which was a, a cross, clearly. And oh, was, uh, Estudiantes, they were so lucky against Estudiantes. They won 1 yes. 0, but super lucky. Yeah, I think that was Fabra's goal yes. against Estudiantes. Yeah. No, Temple. Temple? Yes, at the Bomonera, where Temple was doing very decent, very well, decent, decent. <laughs> and uh, they weren't relegated uh, still at that point. And uh, if Fabra wouldn't have scored yeah. that incredible goal, yeah, but I, I yeah. think it was or Fabra or an own goal. Maybe you can check that, but uh, yeah, say. I think it was. It was also. A, I yes. remember it was a very lucky, was lucky the end win. Of last year. Yeah, yeah, it was a game at Quilmes. Uh, Barrios. Barrios, Another okay. Colombian. Yeah, yeah, they were lucky. It was Very a fortuitous lucky. one. The luck yeah. of champions, as it turned nah, out. No, they were not lucky, but. Yes, that they. Like I said, long, long squad. Yes. I mean, if uh, Benedetto got injured, no other team could have survived losing their top scorer. Mm. No other team could have survived losing Gago, probably the best player. And they did, and uh, they were deserved champions. But uh, the problem is, uh, okay, it's like a long subject, is the. The difference that Boca and River are making in terms of uh, money with the other teams. I mean, they can buy anything they want. They can uh, have long squads. And they have one player injured. They have can replace it with a player that would be started in any other club. I think that that's also the the story here. Yeah, um, I would agree. I'm a little bit frustrated by the way, Mariano, because we all season we've been talking about, particularly I've been talking about how. No offence, man, but how boring I find San Lorenzo to watch. Yeah. And and they walked quite comfortably against Belgrano on Friday, just when I was hoping I'd be able to ask you why they're so crap. But I'm going to ask it anyway. They are I mean, it, it seems ridiculous from. to say it, by the way, against a team who, about a team, sorry, who, with one game still to play, are already assured of Copa Libertadores group stage football next season, thanks to Independiente's draw um, with Gimnasia, uh, and who are probably going to finish third in the league. But It's a miracle. I don't know. I, I can't explain. If you want me to explain it, there's no way to explain. Because they played the Sudamericana it's against... Been um, awful. San Lorenzo has been awful the whole season. I can't remember one game that I can say, okay, San Lorenzo played decent. 
I think the best game I can remember San Lorenzo is against Banfield that we lost one nil, and I think that was a good game by San Lorenzo that it didn't deserve to lose. But it's unbelievable. Like you said, it's the team that lost less games, only four games lost. Mm. Best defense because 18 goals conceded. But if you consider that it was a five, five nil against Godoy Cruz, Cruz yeah. so it's when actually the whole team just switched off. And yeah. against Boca, they did they one, one, got to draw, but with one with or nine, two with nine players. Nine yeah, players. Uh, last 10, 15 minutes with nine players. Can you I think it's, a it's a miracle. It's a miracle. We also have the excuse of uh, injuries. Lost Moses, important midfielder, and uh, Marlini early in the season. Mm. Then lost Bellucci like two months ago. Bellucci, and in my opinion, okay, but he's on the side no, no, now, no, no, no. right? I mean, yeah, I agree. He hasn't. He hasn't been good since. I agree a long that he doesn't have the team dynamic and, and the rest I, of yeah, it. He's a player that moves the ball around in attack you know even if when he's not playing well and honestly I don't like him anymore <laughs> but uh, I mean he's a starter for sure in this team so lost those three players I mean the last rounds also Blandi top scorer was out some games Caruso defender got injured which for me was good also because we could see Senesi a young guy that has been doing well and Colocini uh, who uh, recovered there Colocini came, came out of nowhere I mean, we, we all thought that he was going to retire after last season where he almost didn't play. I think he's like 35, 36 now. And he, he was probably the best player in San Lorenzo this season. Yeah, I mean, it's impossible to explain. Uh, we have a coach that I won't say he knows nothing because nah, okay. <laughs> he, he, he played in uh, top division for many years and he was a good scorer for San Lorenzo. But I mean, he's not a good coach. And uh, if when the team needed uh, something to be changed from the bench, it didn't happen. He uh, was almost in tears the other night after the Copa Sudamericana game against uh, I can't remember yeah. who he played. Uh, Atletico Mineiro. Thank you. Yeah, he, he was saying no, no, nobody's appreciated the sacrifices that this team have made, and the fans aren't. Like, he, he knows that the fans don't like him. Yeah, of course, uh, of course, because <laughs> you, you can feel the tension when you're in the stadium. I mean, uh, you can feel the tension because the team never plays well, especially in attack. Okay, it's solid defensively, but in attack, always, always having problems, not creating enough. Some players like uh, Bota, Alexis Castro have been terrible. Oh, another player that the team lost was Ceruti. He was the best player in the first half of the season, and like two hours before the first round in February, he was sold to, I don't know, some Saudi Arabia team or something like that. So, even lost that player. So, you could say that the whole team was healthy and Seruti uh, was here. There he would be like five, six yeah. different Well, that, that is not, of course, uh, Viaggio's uh, responsibility. Oh, no. He had to, to put Raniero and, uh, in, I think, replacing Seruti could be. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, well, Romagnoli wasn't nah, fit. But he will, he will be the re replacement for Velocci if he was, were, well, Younger and, and uh, better in terms of, of physical form, but uh, and if his auntie had bollocks, then mm. she'd be his uncle, um, as as we say in English. So yeah, basically it's a miracle. I mean, I can't explain. I can explain how this this ugly, awful San Lorenzo team. Because one thing is to play bad, and another thing is to play awful. For example, San Lorenzo uh, Bausa, mm. when Bausa was the coach, used to play awful. 
But it was a solid team. Like it, it was you good, knew what it was trying to do. It was good football. They were effective at what they yeah, did. Yeah, of course. It wasn't pretty football. Exactly. It wasn't pretty. It was, it was yeah. awful, but it was good football, solid football. Mm. This is not only ugly, but it's bad football. I mean, it's <laughs> not really. It's not a reliable team. When you need, I think only once in the whole season or twice, Sarenzo was able to come back after conceding the first goal of the game. Mm. It was against Racing that finished one-one, and against Huracan. Another miracle that finished also 1-1. But every time San Lorenzo conceded the first goal, lost the game. So basically the, the team was trying not to concede the first goal and score one. <laughs> and then hold, well, and the other day hold against, back as much as possible. The other day against Belgrano, the match that qualified them for Libertadores, uh, there was a penalty that all, all of the... Well, of course, the, the rival Belgrano protested about the other penalty. Uh, you could say, no, that, that was not intentional. Uh, and their second goal was incredibly how later I think it was yeah almost he, an own goal and yes. uh, from yeah. the deflection Sarenzo player scores a goal a miracle that's the bottom line other talking points from the weekend aside obviously from from Boca having won the league um, from the weekend's matches I didn't catch any of Arsenal Central because I'm not a masochist and I wasn't expecting that to involve four well, goals before uh, that you know, won't be a main talking point but how Brazil Central they were playing with many reserves yes but yeah. uh, mm. uh, the, the youngs or the kids uh, some or some time ago were, were decent and were uh, appeared like well these kids know how to play but they are kids perhaps that's the, the, the yeah but I think also that those kids are not as good as the previous kids, you know, Lochelso, and mm. they are not that good. They, they came through and, and they're capable of linking up quite nicely uh, at times. At the start of the year, yeah, they, yeah against they, Chacarita. They did it pretty well, but yeah, at the moment they, they may be still a little bit too inexperienced. Yeah. Um, and you can't chuck them all on together. <laughs> as, uh, yeah, it's not looking like the best defensive lineup. Now the, thing, lineups now. now the thing has, has the other way. I. I uh, we talked about the kids of Rosario Central as good kids, or that know knew how to play, and the Vélez kids are well. They are they still have to play more more games, and the Vélez kids are, are, are. Yeah, the difference is that Vélez has a coach, and they have a Zárate, and they have Cubero. Zárate is in S- not Zárate, by main. the way, just scored about seven minutes ago to the the one nil up in the. I almost said the replayed then, but it's, it's the rest of that game that we talked about a few weeks ago that got called off away to Colón after 22 minutes. It's being played behind closed doors. Uh, with how long are the halves in this? 34, 34 minutes. 34 each. minutes. So there are 16 minutes left in that case. And uh, yeah, I think that's a problem with Rosario Central. They don't have a coach. They, they, their coach was some improvised guy, I don't know. Well, Biasio. <laughs> Biasio is the same. Yeah, but the difference is that Biasio played many years in first division. I mean, he knows the club, he, he was a scorer in the 90s, scored a lot of goals for San Lorenzo, while Rosario Central coach, I think Didn't he never played in. No. The name rings a bell for, from somewhere, but I can't think where. Maybe it's just no. the surname. You're, you're, you're talking about the interim current coach. We'll Chamot. Chamot, yeah. yeah, of course. Chamot, yes. Oh, I'm sorry, you're talking about the... Yes, I'm talking about the uh, previous Leonardo, one. Uh, Leonardo, Leonardo Fernandez. Fernandez, Leonardo like, Fernandez. Yeah, Fernandez. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. He was a coach in the youth divisions, but... Nobody knew him outside Rosario Central. Anyway, in spite of that 4-0 win, Arsenal are still being relegated. Um, Argentinos Godoy Cruz was fairly entertaining, though that was played at the same time. Argentinos took a 1-0 lead quite early on through a long-range free kick from Leonardo Pisculici. Godoy Cruz 
a little bit under the weather, I thought, in the first half. In the second, they came back quite well. Santiago Garcia, player we've mentioned already this evening, um, was, was very good indeed and scored the second goal to eventually give them a 2-1 win to, at the time, obviously keep some pressure up on, on Boca. In fact, overnight on Saturday, uh, they were level on points with Boca, admittedly, having played two matches more. Um, but uh, it's it's been a good season for Godoy Cruz, whatever. And I would like, I mean, no offence, Mariano, but I, I do hope that they hang on for second place, at least. Now the title's no, no, gone. they will for sure. Because they, will they for deserve sure. to, I think, uh, based on... I mean, they are already in second and, uh, place. They have oh, yeah, three points and six goals. San Lorenzo aren't going to make that up. No, they won't. Uh, <laughs> Spoiler, San Lorenzo won win enough, River. Six goals and they beat San Lorenzo by five, so most of that difference is indeed from, yeah, yeah, from exactly. that win. Well, I mean, Just second or third place at this point is yeah. not important. No, but for, for Godoy Cruz, it, may, it would mean a lot more than for San Lorenzo, obviously, yeah. a, a second place mm-hmm. finish. Um, elsewhere, Patronato got a, one, a 2 1 win over Tempoli. Not very much to say about that, really. Yeah. Racing Estudiantes, I thought, was a good game, as was Independiente versus Gimnasia. Um, Independiente Gimnasia, I can see being really, really frustrating yes. for Independiente Oof. fans, though, because Gimnasia, frankly, not very good. We say this right after they've got two consecutive two-all draws against big five clubs, one of whom <laughs> were crowned champions at the end of the game. Um, but it was absolutely criminal the way that Independiente allowed Gimnasia back in in the last sort of 15 minutes of the first half Probably. and then really allowed them to be on top for most of the second half I thought they played most of the game with 10 men they did yeah but Gymnasia were like at the start of that yeah, game I mean, Gymnasia were about 18th in the league and Independiente yeah, yeah, fighting no, no, no. for a Libertadores I agree but Independiente's confidence is not really the best right now mm-hmm. I mean they've been very regular they had good games like the other day in, in Brazil against Corinthians they won 2-1 but uh, in general Independiente has ups and downs everywhere especially at home they've been quite poor at home they lost against San Lorenzo <laughs> yeah so. they, they've been I think they've been the best team in the league away from home um, but you're but, quite right but, in, but, in the Estadio Libertadores de America they are 13th in the table mm-hmm. um, for home matches uh, with 6 wins 3 draws 5 defeats and the Mende has a big problem away standing yeah I was right at the top the three big, points clear of San Lorenzo and their big problem is uh, when they have to score goals they don't have mm. good scorers they, I mean if, if no your problem team, at all creating chances but putting them away is if your team depends on Gigliotti to score goals then you're in big trouble yeah and then when they do manage to score a couple they let two in as well yeah um, but I, I mean as a neutral it was an entertaining game to watch mm-hmm. as, as, as I said already was Estudiantes against Racing but those two points I, sorry and that the Independiente lost yeah. could be super important really important in the end because it means that now they are in uh, sixth sixth oh, no, fifth uh, sorry they they're still, still in fifth, the but, they, but it's like almost they must win at Union yeah at Santa Fe in the last round and it is. that won't be easy and they must win because of those two points if they had won those two points uh, a draw uh, against Union would be enough for them to get the but they could, they could win because Union as many teams in mm-hmm. Argentina uh, you watch a game of Union and say, "Oh well, it's a serious team." You watch the other, the, the following game is. Oh, no, I mean, they can they can win it, but I mean, it's not the same thing that you need only a point. Uh, yeah, if you need, uh, and and they're tricky to beat to win. in Santa Fe as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, one reason that Independiente are going to have to win that game uh, in order for it to be in their own hands is thanks to two golazos from Racing. In fact, in La Plata, now that I've looked at the scorers, I've remembered what both the goals were. The first. 
was a length of the pitch counter-attack which passed through four or five players. Lautaro Martinez was involved at the centre of it and indeed at the end of it because he thumped it in from inside the six-yard box to make it 1-0. And then Alejandro Donati, who scored something like six goals since since 2018 <laughs> came around. He's a centre-back. Yeah. Um, absolutely smashed in and it was a really 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 good free kick I don't normally like calling free kicks golassos when, when you when you see when you see those kind of things it's, uh, that means that Racing is in a good run mm. I mean they are and they're playing like a judge of yeah, combat side yeah, yeah. I mean uh, they are playing I would say too well <laughs> yeah more more than more than normal the difficulty of course is going to be whether they can keep it up once Martinez goes which he's going to in, in after the World Cup uh, apparently they are trying to uh, negotiate that he stays until December. No, I but mean, it's I'm sure they very are. unlikely. <laughs> but uh, that won't happen. No, it's very unlikely. If, yes. if you pay 20 million for a player, you won't wait until half of the and season. That's, yeah. It's curious because uh, uh, there will be perhaps Icardi, unless Icardi leaves from Inter, I don't think so, and Laudra Martinez. And Laudra Martinez will be at the World Cup and, and Icardi is like fighting, but he won't be at Russia. Uh, but it's like now they are like rivals, not really rivals, but mm. somehow, mm-hmm. and then will be they will be teammates probably. Yeah, unless Icardi leaves Inter. But yeah, that, that was the whisper when they first started talking about it. Was that Inter were looking for a replacement because he was expected to go? But that seems to have died down a bit because he was meant to be in Madrid, wasn't it? And now they're talking about Neymar. And, mm. But then it's the Madrid yeah. transfer, so you know who knows. Um, Mariano Pavone, funnily enough, a, a player very much. Um, not in Laura Martinez's end of his career, let's say, at the opposite end of his career, uh, was the man who, who pulled one back for Estudiantes, but it was too late to make a difference. Um, and Colón River was a very rare example of a Monday evening game, which actually had quite a lot riding on it for both teams. It felt like a big game, of course, anyway, because of the involvement of one of the big five. Um, but it was also, a, in a way, a playoff for Copa Sudamericana places because they went into the game just one point apart and then they ended the game just one point apart as well because it was a surprisingly drab I thought nil-nil I was expecting it to be a bit more entertaining mm-hmm. than it was but I think Colón set out to kind of kill it knowing of course that River had won what was it five or six in a row before that point um, and did a really good job of it I was impressed with how they they made things difficult and, and knowing as well that River have, at times have not been necessarily the most creative team both teams had the incredibly Clear chances to score and mm. miss them, uh, especially when Colón has, has, I remember one from Estigarribia, who I think is overrated. Uh, oh yes, he played for Juventus and Sampdoria, I, I heard the commentator say, saying they, that, and he missed a penalty, a moving penalty, was like that. Um, after a, after a Toledo, I think a cross or well pass, he he could choose the way the, the place where to put the ball. I think that the Armani Armani has to do with that because players that uh, have to score a goal to Armani are like, how how can I score a goal to this man? Perhaps they think like that because it's uh, uh, in great form. Yes, and uh, I, saw, I saw a stat. He's had the best start to his career of any River goalkeeper in the professional era, or something. Now, in terms of the number of goals he's conceded in his Could first be. whatever twenty matches. Not, not the, num- the the amount of. Minutes that he no, he didn't get that record. But overall, over yes. over the first X, however many matches it is, he's now played for them. He's conceded fewer goals than anybody else in the yes. professional era for them, including Filiol yes. and Barroero. And you know. mm-hmm. yes, for River was uh, after a, a great run of victories. Uh, they again uh, gave like 20, 25 minutes in which they couldn't produce produce anything, mm. and Colos 
was well dominating, not uh, hard, uh, not a great uh, uh, play, but uh, could could have scored and well after that. But River, Yes, after that River was a bit well better uh, positioned in, in in the in the in the in the pitch and, and well, the, as I said, could have scored with Borre, Prato and was. Yeah, they tried to win it, but in the end, yes. they couldn't. Yeah, well, I, I guess we have to ask, since you're here, Mariano, how, how do you think uh, River San Lorenzo is going to go on Monday night? Considering that historically River beat San Lorenzo, especially at the Monumental, I think River will win. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, well, I no guess hope. the other thing is that River are going to need a points to get into the Sudamericana, and San Lorenzo yeah. already sorted for... Yeah, but it doesn't nothing. have to. I I'm, I was very happy that San Lorenzo beat Belgrano because if San Lorenzo hadn't won that game, I was sure that we were out of Libertadores. I mean, mm-hmm. if we had to go to River to win the, that game and get the Libertadores played with those three points, that that was it. We were done. But uh, nah, nah, I really have no no hopes for a game for that game. I mean, San Lorenzo season is over. Advancing Copa Sudamericana, got a Libertadores uh, group stage place. So and I think River will, of course, it's better for for River to to be to have a spot for Copa Sudamericana anyway. Uh, I think that as Hachal said uh, after defeating Independiente Santa Fe at uh, Bogota, that when they had an, a, a goal to 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 follow, they they like if if they couldn't get it, it was, they were near they, or they were close. The one example is the Copa Libertadores in which they. Uh, in, lost incredibly against Lanús in the semifinals, mm-hmm. but uh, normally when when he sets or, or, or says, well, uh, we we need to win this. Uh, normally River wins it, like like Supercopa, like uh, Copa Sudamericana twice, the okay. Copa Argentina. Relax, relax. No, I know. <laughs> Come I, on, I, I they know. don't win everything they want. Not to win. everything, they of win. course. I say that I, I, I Copa Libertadores was yeah, incredible how they lost it and. Uh, uh, in a normal situation, they, they should have passed, but... Uh, uh, but, I mean, I, I don't think Copa Sudamericana is important for River. I mean, uh, even even if they they get it, <laughs> they, their goal will be or to win Copa Libertadores, and if they don't win it, they the, will try to win Copa Argentina to get yeah. that. The president of Atletico Mineiro, after losing against San Lorenzo, uh, said that it's a second division cup. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> because they lost. Yes. Indeed. Um, I'm just looking through the questions already, but we're not getting into that bit just yet. Is, is there anything else that we can mention during this first section, gents? Uh, I mean, uh, what's next, or that will be later? <laughs> what's yeah, next yeah. in the last round? I okay. think so, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll preview that uh, a little bit in the second half, and also then maybe a little bit more as well after we finish for our uh, Hand of Pod Extra club members on Patreon. Uh, for now, I'm going to read Sorry, some. go on. Uh, uh, I, it's not something to talk a lot about, but uh, it was uh, it was known who will play for f- in first division next season, uh, provide f- pr- coming from National B, which is Aldo Oh Civi. yeah, hadn't been played, hadn't he? Aldo yes. Civi had to play a tiebreaker against Almagro. Yes. Yep. And Aldo Civi won that, so they're up. And now the National B playoffs are underway. Yes. yes. Uh, in which uh, Almagro lost again against uh, Agropecuario. Agropecuario. It's uh, something particular there because, uh, well, as I oh, mentioned... Oh, were the side, sorry to interrupt, but they were like 8th or ninth, weren't they? They were the bottom team in the... Yes. Well, yeah, it's a good, they, they were the bottom team. Yeah. 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 But they have Gamboa as the coach, and uh, Fernando Gamboa, former uh-huh. 
Boca player and well, River also and Jules. And in, in Almagro, as I mentioned in the previous episode, it is based Bataglia. So it was former Boca mm-hmm. uh, match, Boca players match. Mm. Uh, before we go for a break, I was reminded by myself just then mentioning uh, Patreon um, subscribers that I wanted to say thank you to those who have become Patreon supporters uh, recently. And I'm going to do so by naming you all. So thank you very much to Christopher Gopal. Jamie Ralph, Joel Santos, John Cheney, Juanito Jones, Kevin Kennedy, Lawrence Hart, Liam Kelly, Martin Hagvi, Matias Roybel Fernandez, Nate Cubeta, uh, Stephen Foley, Tom Robinson, Ursus Arctos, I suspect that's not his real name, and William Tanner. Um, all of you have already supported us on Patreon. Most of you um, are supporting us at the $5 or more tier, which means that you're hearing Hand of Pod extra episodes twice a week, one on Sunday evening with my thoughts on the weekend, and one right after we finish recording each episode of Hand of Pod uh, with each of the panellists as well. I hope that you're enjoying those, and if you're not supporting us already, then please do um, share us and everything as well. I'm going to be thinking up things to uh, keep going over the World Cup as well, so once the season ends next week, rare thing for the hand of pod this but as i mentioned last week now that you're paying us i do want to make sure that we carry on recording each week even if it's a significantly shorter episode because obviously there's not going to be actually actually any football to talk about you should put a tire a tire in patreon where uh, you, you can go to the patreon house to watch a world cup game with a bottle of fernet and then you comment the game together what do you think if anybody wants to uh, pay me for that, I mean, they'll have to get to Buenos Aires. We're not going to. No, no, no. The other way, they will pay you for the plane ticket to flights. You go to their homes, uh, and it was, you don't want to do. It? Yeah, I mean, potentially, but uh, the, the, the issue there is that I've already told ESPN that I'm going to be in Buenos Aires for the oh, World Cup. Okay, oh, okay. So there won't be a special yeah. tires. Uh, so unfortunately, meet, that's that's not. and meet with uh, some. I will be in the UK a little bit later in the year if anybody fancies sticking me any money to invite me for a drink. <laughs> yes. um, but anyway, Meet and greet. For now, I'm going to blow the half-time whistle, we're going to refill our glasses, and we'll be back to answer lots and lots and lots of listener questions in a very short while. Don't go away. Facebook. Wow. And I'm going to read it because I remembered, partly, admittedly, because uh, Simon was kind enough to send me a reminder today, having originally asked it on uh, Monday or Tuesday. He says, Hi Sam, trust your well. You sounded in top form on last week's Hand of Pod. Thank you very much, Simon. I wanted to ask a poser about Huracan, Mariano's second favourite team. <coughs> Not really. If they make the Libertadores, given that they started the season as relegation candidates, then how close should Gustavo Alfaro be to being considered manager of the season? What do I think, guys? Uh, I don't know. Really? <laughs> Manager of the season okay, is hard to, to choose. It's, it's been impressive, but I think uh, Frank Udelka has done a really good job with Tacheres, mm-hmm. and uh, I can't remember who's in charge of Godoy Cruz, which is a bit embarrassing because I was going to yes, thank you. Yes, Dabove has done spectacularly with Godoy Cruz, given that he came in. Um, in the 13th, at the turn of the year, the 13th round, at which point Godoy Cruz had not managed a single win away from home 
they'd won all their home matches, admittedly. Um, and he turned that on its way. Well, he didn't turn it on his head. He kept on winning at home and got them winning away as well. And uh, they've just recently had yes, this run of what is it, twenty points in, and Colded in the second half of the season. Yeah, he uh, made a revolution well. in Racing. Ahead of Alfaro are, uh, could be uh, well. You mentioned Kudelka, also Valdabobe, uh, even Boisboda, the, the defensive justicia coach, mm. uh, has had played really well. Uh, and look, one of and Bojbordo, in fact, is, is one of the names being talked about because uh, Tacheres uh, fear they're going to lose Kudelka. Mm-hmm. Bojbordo could well be taking over at Tacheres. Yeah. Uh, Kudelka has been linked to the University of Chile. Yeah. Or, or Mexican team. And Pachuca, who are the team here, yeah. who are owned by the same people. Look, I ha- I, I'm friend with an Huracan fan. Yes, I have a friend that is Huracan okay. fan. Yeah. And that's very open-minded. And, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And uh, he, they feel the same way that I feel... About San Lorenzo, they feel about Huracan. They can't understand how they are that high with only one good player in the team, with it, which is Puseto, of course. Mm. So, and I mean, okay, they, of course they like Alfaro because it's their best season. It's their third best season of the last forty-five years, after '94 when they lost, uh, finished second to Independiente, and 2009 when they lost the last game against Vélez. Famous Angel Capa side. Exactly. So. Of course, they like him, but they can't. They can't understand but how they are in, not, in fourth place. There right was now. no team from with Alfaro on the bench play, playing nice, uh, but I think that they were regular. Huracan has been regular, uh, and they also have a very good goalkeeper that saved them more than a few times. It's fair to say that also. Mm. So uh, he won't be considered manager of the season. He will be just considered that, okay. He made a good job, like uh, Biagio and San Lorenzo. But uh, no, manager of the season. Anyway, there is no official much. price for a for no, a manager. No, no, no. So we can say no. whatever we want. <laughs> yes, uh, I suspect Guillermo Barrasquillo won't be getting manager of the season, yeah. even though he has won the league. Uh, we will have our official hand of pot awards, of course, next week. I don't know. I'll try and ask for some votes on WhatsApp or something from on the WhatsApp group. Um, any other questions? Let's see whether we had any that I missed from last week on Twitter. I don't, ah, I did, yes. I, Ese Todorico um, asked us last week, and for some reason it didn't show up in my notifications, neither in my own nor in the hand of pod notifications, and it was a question I remember about Herman Conti. Let me just check Ese's own timeline and see whether it's still showing up there. Um... Oh, he asked us another one yesterday, which also isn't showing up in my notifications either. So last week, he asked, what do you think of Colón centre-back Germán Conti? He's been a solid, consistent centre-back over these seasons. I agree. Mm -hmm. Um, I was actually asked about him uh, yesterday on Twitter by a Benfica fan, because Benfica have been linked with him. Um, I certainly think he can do a job at Portuguese league level. uh, He's 23, I think, which is a bit younger than I thought he was, because he's been quite... uh, his he's, he his performances have suggested yeah. he's, he's a little bit more experienced than that, I think. He looks season. like he's older, yes. Yeah. And he's been linked to River, San Lorenzo in previous seasons. Yes, the, uh, on Monday he was crying when the match ended because uh, he he said that he, he was probably the last match uh, mm. he played for Colón. And he must be crying today as well because they, they lost yeah, against Vélez and they, they won't go to Sud Sudamericana. Indeed. Um, but yeah, I think he's a really good centre-back. I, if, if he goes to River... I wouldn't complain at all. And if he goes to Benfica, and I'm a Benfica fan, I wouldn't complain. He's really good on the ball as well, I think. Um, Essay also asks, just yesterday, out of all the clubs in the Superliga, which ones have the best youth system? Hmm. 
Well, it's hard to say. Huh? Yeah. Racing right now is yeah having a uh, uh, well actually, Racing have both got actually San Lorenzo can win the reserves tournament on Monday if they beat River. And I was going to say when you were when you were talking about San Lorenzo's style earlier, one of the things I have found this season for them is that some of the younger players have stepped up. Maybe haven't been given quite the chances that they should have been, but when they have played, they've looked quite good. No, actually, look, uh, Rojas is now a starter without any doubts. Mm. Gabriel Rojas, you have Barrios, is also a starter without any doubts. You have Moyano in midfield. Senesi, Ronieri. Senesi will probably take Caruso's place. I'm just remember we got, we've got a question about all yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, I, I read it. Yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll get to that in a bit. But yeah, um, <coughs> any others? Uh, Reniero is. Uh, no, no, sorry. I mean, any ah, other I mean, another class. Argentina Juniors has also. Argentina Juniors. Yes. Also, Racing. For sure, Boca and River no. Especially Boca, no. Yeah, I think River have got one or two coming through. Ezequiel Palacios, I've, I've liked. And the uh, left defender, what's his name? Uh, Saraki. Saraki. Um, no, but he's not there from he's not the no? No, 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 I thought he was. Okay. Stanovi is Uruguayan. Oh, okay. Martínez Cuarta is perhaps. Now it's mm. a bit. Uh, well, has a bit. Uh, uh, his level is not that good, but it's. Uh, but yeah, uh, Racing. Uh, I, I would say shout, right now, Racing. Yeah, considering yeah. that. Even the older players are youth division products, mm. like Lisandro Lopez and then uh, uh, Centurion. And, yeah. uh, Centurion that could, could not only be in the thirty-five uh, five list, also in the. No, he's going to the World Cup apparently. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's incredible. Not not because his level is not good, but uh, in the he he has been into the list in for two months that he played well. But it's okay. He's he, a very good player. He and uh, there is there. Are, Necessary player, player for uh, because of the way he plays, not only because of he can play bad or well. Uh, like for example, Belucci for San Lorenzo is a play that player that even playing not very well can give solutions. Yeah. Uh, Essay also asks: Are there more teams in the Superliga that can't play their player can't pay their players' wages? Arsenal, this R and D players haven't been paid in months, and the same is happening for players at different clubs. Uh, that's a good question. It is something that led to Newell's being three points, huh? dis- d- discounted three points. Yeah. Um, also, Banfield had, pro- had problems in the previous season or what? The yeah, end. the Superliga is cracking down more on it. Obviously, now this is the first season that the Superliga have, have been taking charge of the, the top flight. Um, and Newell's have still got that three-point penalty applied. Uh, for starting the season in that um, condition. Now, what's going to happen to Arsenal next season, given that they're going to be in the Nacional B and therefore under the auspices of the AFA, not the Superliga? I don't know. Whether, maybe they won't have a point penalty. Um, but if there are other clubs, I do know that um, it was San Lorenzo and one of the other clubs. It might have been Newell's, actually. Yeah, but they weren't taking no, ages no. To, to present their books for next season to get the license. Yes. San Lorenzo yeah. were doing it for some reason that was just to do with delays in I can't remember what and Newell's were doing it because the current presidency were trying to pressure the opposition into voting for it because if they don't then they don't get to play Super League uh, football say next season there were no major issues with wagers this season no. besides no no Newell's. the San Lorenzo thing wasn't a wage thing I remember that it was something else and there was some legitimate reason that it was being delayed and they were I mean it went through in the end but the Newell's thing was basically mm-hmm. the guy was trying to play hardball with the opposition at the club and was saying look you either vote for this or yes. we're not going to be in the top flight and so I think I assume that it ended up being voted through 
but no, it's been a, a very live issue in Argentina. Obviously, in the last few years, there have been various player strikes uh, because of unpaid wages. It's one of the things that the Superliga was actually brought in to do and, and, um, and have been trying to, to crack down on um, regarding, you know, regarding precisely that. Well, they're supposed to have more money, right? I mean, yeah. uh, teams have more, more money shared and, and, and also Conmebol prices for Libertadores and Sudamericana have gone up a lot. So mm. they are supposed to have more money. Yeah. Um, checking back, there we go. Right, so the first question that was sent to us today, oh no, this is also yesterday, from Rohan van Benton, says, hey everyone, the rumoured selection regarding the World Cup Fortunately for me, not having to research it too much, English Dan retweeted an image earlier from TNT, which spells this out. Uh, we have some players who press with close contacts in the national team setup are saying are guaranteed places. This is for the 23, by the way, not the list of 35, because Sam Paulo has already made clear that he's going to call up a bunch of players as the 23, and then some more as the reserves for the 35 who are going to know in advance that they're only reserves so the players who will be definitely going to the World Cup as of right now are Sergio Romero and Willy Caballero in spite of that uh, five goals conceded against five shots um, faced against Spain um, for, uh, his goalkeepers as defenders Gabriel Mercado Eduardo Salvio continues to pop up in the list of defenders for some reason <laughs> Nicolás Otamendi Federico Facio Javier Mascherano who might well be actually played as a midfielder Marcos Rojo Nicolás Tagliafico and Marcos Acuña as midfielders Lucas Biglia Eber Banega Giovanni Lo Celso Manuel Lanzini and Ángel Di Maria and as strikers or forwards Lionel Messi that's a controversial one. Sergio Aguero, Gonzalo Higuaín, that's a genuinely controversial one, at least for Argentina fans, and Paulo Dybala. The players who are said to be playing, uh, competing with one another for a place in the final 23, Franco Armani, apparently, is just winning the battle at the moment <coughs> against Nahuel Guzman to be third-choice goalkeeper. The midfielders would be the Matias Craneviter or Guido Pizarro. Apparently, Pizarro's just yeah yeah in San Paolo's thinking he's slightly more likely at the moment. Uh, and as Andres said, Ricky Centurion is competing with Independiente's Maximiliano Mesa and River Plate's Enzo Perez. I cannot believe Enzo Perez is even on that list still. But here, because even it's though be River Centurion. have got much 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 better in recent months, Enzo Perez has not had a good second half of the season. It's going to be Centurion. I think it's yeah. probably going to be Centurion. I wouldn't complain about Mesa either. Though. Um, and forwards, uh, Christian Pavon is competing with Diego Perotti. The other ones who are, I think Pavon is gone. Yeah, I, I think you're probably right there. The, the others who will be named as reserves, at least if San Paolo has to make this announcement tomorrow, are uh, Agustin Marquesin, goalkeeper, uh, defender Ramiro Funes Mori, Leonardo Paredes, Eric Lamela, Emiliano Rigoni, and Pablo Perez in midfield, and Lautaro Martinez and Mauro Icardi. Lautaro Martinez as a reserve? That's what it says here. That's strange. I think he's not going. I'd be a bit disappointed if he doesn't, I'll be honest. Uh, In okay. part because it, it's going to make the uh, one to watch a player who people outside Argentina won't necessarily I, have heard. Of course. It's a little bit harder to write of a World Cup preview that I've got to write about them. If, now, if I, I read this, uh, I will say, well, Lautaro Martinez should go and not Dybala, but well, mm. uh, apparently... Yeah, Dybala was one of the players who was told he's, he's got a place already, though, apparently, when, on, when Sampaoli was in Europe recently. 
But you realize that Dybala is playing against the players that will be in the World Cup regularly, right? I yes. mean, there, okay. there won't be uh, Arsenal defenders <laughs> and uh, Defensa Justicia defenders in the World Cup. So, I mean, you have to give the, the players playing in Europe a little extra credit uh, yes. when you are I mean, comparing them. Uh, with the local players, even and, if Lautaro yeah, Martinez has potential to but be. But you reckon Christian Pavon's going instead of Diego Pedrotti? Oh, Pedrotti struggled so much when he was here with Boca. Yeah, I mean, Pavon has much more potential. Yeah, if you compare and only, also, it's a very different kind of player. Yes. Uh, if you compare the, the 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 places in which they they play, yes, Pedrotti should should be there because he he's used to to that kind of play. The players that. Uh, he will uh, play against the kind of player that can make a difference when mm. you need from the bench. I mean, Pavon is not going to start, I think, in the World Cup. So but you need players that can do something different. To the case the is others. similar in, in terms of the uh, the rivals they have. Pavon has uh, perhaps uh, made a, a great play against Maximiliano Coronel from Gimnasia last night. So uh, and, and Perotti has to play against I don't know Juventus. Uh, defenders uh, Chiellini for example uh, of course but I mean if you put Pavon on the pitch in the yeah. second half he would make yeah. a difference and the other thing with Pavon of course is that he was one of the only players in the recent mini tour of Europe which brought that, that narrow win over Italy and then the thumping by Spain he was one of the only players to really come out of both of those matches with some dignity attached um, he, was, he set up goals uh, oh and also when they went to Russia um, Mesa played Russia did. and Nigeria. Mesa also had a Maxi Mesa did the same thing, and, and yet yeah. he's expected to lose out to Ricky Centurion at the moment. Centurion is a great form. Yeah. Right so I, I just I, I remain I remain nervous given Ricky Centurion's record off the pitch. I'm just not sure it's a good idea to take him to a country with nuclear capabilities. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. I'm just. But you have to recall the the Vidal uh, crashing the Ferrari. And then winning the, the Copa America. But that was in Chile. <laughs> yeah. That was in Chile where the police local. let him out because yeah, he was Arturo Vidal. That was absolutely disgraceful as well that he continued to play in that competition after that. But uh, anyway, we have other questions. Hopefully, Rohan, um, we've given you an idea of what we think on that one. Arch Bell says, of the four relegated teams, who has the best chance to yo-yo back up in 2019? So, at the moment, what we're expecting for the second half of this year is a transitional championship. We don't know how it's going to be structured. The CEO of the Superliga said yesterday that um, they're going to take a month and a half to decide. My God. Which brings us up to late July, which is a, like maybe a week or two weeks before the thing should be kicking off if they no, want to finish actually, in December. It's going to start in late August. In late August? How yes, are they going to fit all those games August. in and still keep, finish it by the end of the year? Right. <laughs> we will see. Um, but anyway, the, the idea is probably going to be that at the end of this year, assuming it does go transitional, there will be three relegations from the Premier League. By the way, let's say you have 26 teams. Yes. You split them into groups of 13. Yeah. You can play only 12 rounds. You can play only 12 rounds in three months. Oh, okay, yeah, that could work. And then you play a semi-final, a final, as well, but like they did last year. A couple so, of midweek so rounds. Players. Yeah, okay. There are no internationals yeah, right. that, in South America exactly. in the second half of the year, so we don't have... Oh, of course, there aren't World Cup qualifiers. Players that are, aren't going to be transferred and don't, won't play the World Cup, how will have four months vacation? Yeah. Lucky no, then. no, no, actually, they will... Do uh, you have Libertadores and Sudamericana will probably start in yeah. late July and um, there will be some Copa Argentina games for sure yes. and a lot of them because the, 
they need to play a lot of uh, Copa Argentina games. Uh, they will be training. I think uh, after the World Cup, everybody's back in, in training camps. Um, but probably, anyway, there will be one team promoted from the Nacional B next season. Uh, sorry, next season. I mean, at the end of this year to come up next season. So what we're expecting is that next year there's going to be a year-round championship and it will be 24 teams. Um, the team of the ones who've just gone down, who've got the best chance to come back up in six months' time... Olimpo. I mean, they've all been so bad. Olimpo, if they can rebuild, they usually are candidates in but, they, but they've also been far and away the worst team in the Primera over this season. Yeah, but I mean, they have money. They are true club with. Perhaps they, they build a team similar to Aldo Civi, who are back with the yeah, exactly. most of players that have already played. In mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean Arsenal, no Temple, no Chacarita. They are probably more bound to go. To third division, that to return to like the Chacarita, I'd agree with. I think Tempele of maybe Chacarita has a chance. Tempele has no chance. I you don't think? think? No. I, 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 they I, have I a just think in particular the defense in Olimpo. I mean, I, I realize that next season, of course, they're going to be playing against second division sides, not not. But they, they're going side. to rebuild. They're probably going to change everything, then go Which back, and then yeah, in 2020 they will go back down again. Mm. Yeah, that's a, what they do. We shall see. I hope that's some kind of answer, Arch. Uh, Tom Robinson says who would make your ideal 11 of the season also best and worst signings to which I will say listen to next mo- next week's episode and you'll find out because we want to wait until the season is actually over before we tell you that Mike O says is Paredes likely to miss out on the World Cup squad because he didn't set the world alight in those March friendlies or was Sampaoli never really keen I, I, I'm going to I mean, speak for every Argentinian football fan and I'm going to say this, we don't know where Paredes plays. <laughs> I have no idea. Where does he play? Sevilla, isn't it? I mean, San Paolo also. No? I have no I idea. Think. Paredes, Zenit. Oh, Zenit and Petersburg, of course. That's why nobody knows. Yes, okay. I think that no, answers no. the question. <laughs> nobody really thinks about Paredes here. But he did play under... He, he, he played for Sevilla under San Paolo, yes. right? Yeah? He played for Sevilla when San Paolo yes. was there, yeah? No, no, never. Huh? Oh, I'm making that up. Then. He played for Rome. I'm getting confused with Cranavita. Yes. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, he's played for Argentina under San Paoli and he hasn't really looked that impressive. Like, and the question was well. why he was called. I think everybody here was asking why he. Paredes, mm. why? So he appeared with the nice touch uh, as a possible connection. He, with he the, showed some decent flashes, but, but he didn't do anything to apply yes. that throughout yeah. the match. Yes. For me, that, that was ultimately it. Um, Ah, essays for questions are showing up now in, in the notifications tab. We've asked them already, though. Uh, Darren Paul says, Am I right in my assertion that Tevez should not have been re-signed by Boca? In my memory, at least, he was absolutely unplayable when he came home originally, but the second season was a major dip, and then he went to China. In my opinion, they should not have gone back. Darren, I agree with you. Um, yes. I, I think that... Uh, Apart from anything else, he, he's a major factor behind the fact that Boca just staggered over the line after being quite comfortably clear at the turn of the year. Um, you can't bring Carlos Tevez back to Boca Juniors and then not play him. And as a result, they had to move from what had been quite a slick, effective tactical setup during the first half of the season to something that was accommodating Tevez and making everybody else rather uncomfortable, in my opinion. It's, it's no secret that well, his performance when he came back... Uh, from Shanghai wasn't good and apart from that 
uh, off the pitch also had some problems. Well, it's no secrets. I think that uh, his relationship with Guillermo is not good, and that he's kept by Angelici, who's personal friends, and he he's the one that keeps him in, in the squad. Perhaps the championship that Boca has won, the Superliga has already won, uh, helps to keep things calm. But uh, if not, I think that but it even, was... Even uh, there, sorry, yes. in, in the party that Boca had at the Bombonera last night, he, he stood up and grabbed the microphone and said to the fans, thank you for giving me so much support and I'm sorry that I gave you so little. And he said to the television cameras after they won the league um, last night that he knows that he has to get better. I'm going to like disagree he, he's with aware you. That his performances haven't been that good. I, I, lo- I love that he returned, so we could see him play like this. <laughs> it was great. I, I really enjoyed his terrible, awful season. Oh, we all, I mean, all of us non Boca fans enjoyed watching him struggle, oh, but Darren's question lovely. is, it was lovely. Also, also, because it silenced any, any chance he had to go to the World Cup. I mean,. Uh, Anyone that says now that Torres uh, maybe I, I, should go to the World Cup, if if I, if I, if I, if I were crazy. if Completely I were Argentine, crazy. if I were Argentine, then personally, I would refrain from saying that out loud until no, after no, the squad's been going, announced, just going. to be on no, the safe no, side. No, no, we know he's not because the media right. lobby is just too big. No, in that, in that case, I think there are some connection with the with the managers. Or no, the agents. no, he has no chance because Andres, Ga- he has no Gago Gago was also said that he won't be be in the World Cup. When he injured was injured again uh, some time ago, he hasn't played two two full, uh, consecutive matches in six months, and and the, the the headline was Gago won't be in the World Cup. Yeah, but he won't be in the World Cup. Yes, and was, that was <laughs> obvious. The World Cup that, that was obvious. So for me, it was great because if he was still in China, they would say, oh, okay, yeah, he scored a goal against mm. some team that no one heard about and no one would see even the, the video of the goal and maybe it wasn't even true and they would start to link him to, to the to the Argentina squad but now it's not going to happen and I'm very happy about it. The, the cat's walking in front of my screen so I'm struggling to read this next one. And what's she doing to it? Bloody hell she's doing it. She knows how to work this thing better than I do with the keyboard shortcuts. Anyway, for some reason we've gone full screen and it's not letting me out of full screen however many times I press escape. Thank you, Mariano. Um, close that. And we've got the next question from Peter Strum, who says, do you guys think Pavon will leave Boca... Another question about a Boca transfer, but a, a different time, let's say. Do you guys think Pavon will leave Boca in the summer? If so, any guesses as to where? I think yes. And as to where... No. Let's see whether he plays in the World Cup and how he does because that I, I could don't think him. he will live. I don't think he will live. Yeah. I mean, if Boca is serious about winning Copa Libertadores, and I think they but, are, well, they, they won't sell him. That's the smoke, the typical smoke. But it was mentioned that the Arsenal will uh, pay the. I can't see why I'd want to play in the second division, Andres. <laughs> Arsenal, not Arsenal. <laughs> Thanks, I'm here all week. Um, I, I think he could bring a lot to Arsenal. De Londres, not not the, yes. not this R&D, of course. Um, yeah, that'll be interesting. Yes, he could be good. Not not uh, well. Uh, Alexis Sanchez has already left Arsenal, but he could be a good replacement for him. But uh, when he when he was mentioned that uh, they will play the risk clause with thirty million or forty million, I don't know. Mm. Uh, well, finally that that didn't uh, hasn't occurred. So we will see now if there is real offer and it's high, uh, a big sum of money and. 
I, when I say big, I say that 30 million, 40 million. I don't, I don't know how they will say no. Mm. Yeah, Paul Richardson, I think, has, has seen these same rumours uh, because he's just assuming that Pavon is gone already. He says, will Boca look to replace Pavon with a like-for-like or will they go with Avila and Benedetto? I mean, uh, it's not it's, the same thing. I think they'll be trying to sign someone. The the question is that they can't sign anybody um, Pavon who's has played made, the group stage of the Libertadores. Pavon has made the difference for them, like big difference this season. And Benedetto and and Avila are not enough to replace him. Completely different player. Yes. No. So, any idea who? No. Who they can bring in? Is there some former Boca player back in Europe who they could convince to to come back? Paredes. <laughs> Palacio. Where does Paredes play? Perotti. <laughs> Perotti, yeah. Maybe. No, um, no, honestly, no. no. Watch this space, basically. I, I, I think that they'll, they'll look to replace him. Um, but uh, we'll have to wait and see with who. Chris Hartley says, did you get my predictions? Yes, we did, Chris. Thank you for them. Please stop meowing. Apologies if you can hear the cat. She's trying to contribute and failing. Uh, and now she's been allowed into the bedroom uh, by my girlfriend who just got home. So, thank you very much uh, Chris also says I also have a question re-kits why is it in Argentina that the home side changes to their alternative kit and not the visiting side because it's Argentina yeah because the visiting uh, side uh, doesn't have a different I, I mean they have to call to, to, to take any uh, one kit and they, they, they home <laughs> come on Andres you, you're uh, saying yes. that they can't actually, pack no. another, another, another the, 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 the reason is it's, it's one of the things I really like and it's, it's just about the only thing I think that's remained from the days when football was a game played by gentlemen um, it's because the, back in the days of yore remember Argentine football was, was adopted very very early on we've got the third oldest league in the world here outside England and the Netherlands um, and teams would sometimes turn up at matches for away games not knowing what the home team's kit looked like and therefore the home side who have both sets of kit on the premises normally would change their kit and the away team would play in whichever kit they turned up with um, and that is a tradition that for some reason has, has stuck in Argentina um, I really like this fact and yes. I, I think it's one of the very right. few things that this just un, just straight down the line quite cool what I always read or I, I, I listened was that the, the white team has to, to go to the home stadium with one kit and they go with the, their home kit of course well, there was, that was 30 years ago when the well <laughs> but it, as a tradition it, it continues of course it's perhaps it's silly right now but uh, it continues like that and the home side has the, the home and, and the white kit mm. Uh, Ronnie Mazumda says, "Who is the standout performer for Boca except for Pavon?" This is the question that we uh, were mentioning earlier on. Is Centurion going to make it over Messi in the national team after Messi's impro- Oh, these are several ca- questions, of course. They are because Centurion's a ratty now. So, who is the standout performer for Boca except for Pavon? I think that Pablo Perez, uh, when he's not been swearing at fans and getting himself sent off for doing silly things, has has been cool and controlling in midfield I mentioned Wilma Barrios earlier as well mm-hmm. uh, we have to talk about Dario Benedetto he wasn't born in the first half in the in the last six seven games Avila, Avila has was been yeah fantastic crucial, yeah. Um, pretty much anybody is not Carlos Tevez really <laughs> even Agustin Rossi last night made a couple of decent saves after 
chucking it into his own net pretty much a couple of weeks ago uh, <laughs> to, to throw a point away, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah, the, the commentator that uh, usually, uh, co of course, uh, comments the book of uh, matches, uh, asked Rossi when he made mistakes against Palmeiras in the uh, Bomonera match for Copa Libertadores, he invited him to go to Russia and not come back yeah. uh, to the World Cup, I mean. <laughs> Uh, so, yes. Uh, Ronnie also says, is Centurion going to make it over Mesa in the national team after Mesa's impressive game versus Spain? Why not take Gio Simeone for work ethic rather than Higuain, who was dropped in the cup final for Juve? Gio's tactically great, physical and faster. Uh, regarding Centurion, I think we've answered that one already, really, yeah. but I think also, probably yes. When your team loses 6-1, there's nothing impressive. No, but Mesa I mean, was the one player who came out of that game. Oh, I come on. With, you know, they, the lost, half, they lost 6-1. No, I know, yeah, but I mean, you know. Um, and why not take Gio Simeone for work ethic rather than Higuain? Well, Higuain is, is... I feel nervous saying it, particularly in between two Argentines, but Higuain has proven at this level. He scored loads of goals for Argentina. I agree yes, completely. he has missed goals in finals, but he's also scored the goals that have got Argentina to those finals. I agree completely. I mean, he scored a lot of goals in the... Top teams in the world, mm. you can say Real Madrid, Juventus. Yeah, uh, I mean uh, even River, one of the top teams in Argentina. And for me, he's a great striker. I, mean, uh, I think we're at the point now where Aguero is very, very clearly the, the main choice number nine, and they're not going to play together anymore for Argentina. Um, but I think that the, the the whole movement towards trying to get Higuain dropped is a little bit of an overreaction in my opinion mm -hmm. Wayward from Hayward says very important capital letters how will you and your Buenos Aires friends be dealing with the early World Cup starting times cafe mate cider I'm not sure why he says cider uh, he's American isn't he so possibly he thinks it's not alcoholic uh, alcohol uh, cider in the, in the rest of the world is alcoholic uh, Mr. Wayward is 8am too early for a bodies cheers Chico um there's only one game that kicks off really early. There's there's one game at seven on that first Sunday. I, I live through, and then the others all kick off at nine or eleven or three. I live through the 2002 World Cup, so yeah, this is piece of cake. Fortunately, we're an hour ahead of Eastern Time for our American listeners to, who are wondering exactly what time it's going to be. Um, so yeah, I mean, most games, games are nine a.m. And I, I say this as somebody who doesn't normally get out of bed before midday, but I mean, <laughs> I can get out of bed and stagger to the sofa at nine o'clock and I'll probably make myself a cup of tea or a mate or something but yeah it's yeah. not that early yeah. certainly not cider cider <laughs> is for a little bit later or for special occasions because I've got a bunch of English ciders over there in the mini bath that I've brought over and have friends bring over um, and that's not going to be consumed at nine o'clock in the morning I can tell you that <laughs> Uh, Tom Robinson here we go the San Lorenzo question which I remembered we had wonder what Mariano thinks of some of San Lorenzo's youngsters like Barrios Moshano Rojas and Senesi also why hasn't Konechny still not broken through well Barrios has been a surprise really I mean uh, he has uh, this he's very very short for those that don't know mm. him he's like 153 155 surprised he's like that, that. I would have guessed it's, about a metre he's <laughs> a hobbit basically crazy but he has been a really surprised. I mean, I never thought that he had the, the physics to play in the in the top flight. He's been really good. I would say that he has been probably after Colocini, let's say, the best San Lorenzo player in these last few months. Mojano mm. uh, also, he's finding his place. Uh, in first games, he wasn't 
that good, but he has been finding his place. He played good game at Brazil the other day. Rojas is the left defender, no, no doubts. He earned that, that place. Senesi, I hope to see more of him. He definitely has really good level for the first division. And I hope Caruso doesn't <laughs> renew his contract so we can see Senesi <laughs> playing for a long time. And Konesni didn't take advantage of the chances he had. Uh, he played like 20 minutes against uh, Patronato a couple of weeks ago and he was so awful. Awful. I mean, he was so awful that I'm not sure if he will ever have a chance again. I mean, I, I, for 20 minutes? Yeah, he was like, he wasn't running. Every time he touched the ball, he was losing it. I mean, when San Lorenzo needed him to step up, you know, it was the last 20 minutes against Patronato, really poor team, and San Lorenzo needed to win that game. Okay, then they beat Belgrano and everything was okay. But he played really bad. And the, the few times he had chances, he didn't use them to show his his skills, so I'm I'm really not sure about him if he will ever make it at least in San Lorenzo. And like we said before, San Lorenzo is very close to winning the, the reserves tournament. If they mm -hmm. beat River on Monday, they will win it. So and there are a few guys coming up from the team. Guides is a really good striker. He's been scoring in every game. And you have to remember that reserves tournaments in Argentina are not like in Europe, where you can see the maybe other players trying to get back in shape. Yeah, and it's things it's like under that. 23s or under 20s yeah, or something. I mean, I'm not sure no, if there are rules about that because Gago played for Boca the other day. Yeah, like one half. Yeah, yeah. There are no rules about that, but in general, Sarenzo, for example, is playing always with uh, kids and uh, young players. So, mm. yeah. and Tocali is the coach of that team. He was a yes. coach of the Argentina under 20 team for some time, won a championship, uh, World Cup, if I'm not wrong. So, okay, good perspectives. Those are all of the questions this month. Thank you very much for sending them in, everybody. Chris Hartley has sent in his predictions for um, the final weekend of hmm. the Superliga season. He's going to be taking me on, and you'll get to hear the result of last week's predict-off between Mystic Sam and Mystic Nate right after this theme music. Last week I thrashed Mystic Knight 7-3. <laughs> this week Chris is brave enough to step up to the plate to take me on. Here are our predictions. Chacarita Juniors against San Martín de San Juan. Chris is going for a San Martín win, and so am I. Lanús against Atlético Tucumán. He's going for a draw. I'm going to go for an Atlético Tucumán win, which might be brave, because I think they have Libertadores next week, don't they? But I'm sticking yeah, with it. Uh, Patronato against Banfield. We're both going for Banfield wins. Defensa Justicia against Arsenal de Sarandí. We're both going for Defensa Justicia wins. Surely Arsenal can't get another result two weeks running. Olimpo Tacheres. Chris is going for a draw. I'm going to go for Tacheres to win that one. Union against Independiente. Chris is going for an Independiente win. I'm going to go for a draw. Belgrano versus Tempele. Chris says Belgrano will win it. I think it's a draw. Godoy Cruz against Tigre. Chris says draw. I think Godoy Cruz win. Huracan against Boca. Chris reckons a Boca win. I'm going to go with... Now that Boca have won the league, I'm going to go with the draw. 
Well, Rakan do need a win, don't they, to, to completely yes. confirm we go to Doris football. Uh, I, I reckon it'll be a draw, but we'll see. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I got that game. I've, Super I've got, suspicious. I've got some faith in Bokka. Oh, come on. Oh, go on, you talked me into it. I'm going to go for another Rakan win. Vélez against Argentinos Juniors. Uh, Chris says Vélez Sarsfield to win. I think it'll be a draw. Central against Estudiantes. Chris says draw. I think... Both will lose so. Yeah, if they could, I think both would. Um, I, I'm going to go for a draw as well. Racing against Colón. Chris reckons it's a Racing win. I think it is as well. River against San Lorenzo. Chris says it's a home win. And I'm going to agree with him. Okay, I hope you're both burning hell. <laughs> You said it yourself as well, aren't you? Okay, but I'm allowed to say it because I'm a Salonese. And Gymnasia against Newell's. Chris thinks is a draw. I mean, they're, they're both so yeah, bad. Yeah, they can lose both. Um, yeah, yeah, I think they will. I, I, I feel like I'm copying Chris too much here, though, so I'm going to go for a Gymnasia win for that last match. Um, we're not predicting, obviously, River against Estudiantes because it's going to be taking place tomorrow, but it's not part of this weekend's football. Uh, I hope that you will enjoy whatever football you're watching this weekend as usual I hope that if you're a subscriber you'll enjoy these next um, little five minutes that we're going to record in a minute for you and hand a pod extra for now we'll see you again next week to round up the season and it's thanks and goodbye from Andres thank you goodbye from Mariano thank you for having me and from me goodbye Just one full-time result to tell you about in Rosario. Newell's old boys, thanks to two goals from Luis Leal, managed to beat Atletico Paranaense 2-1. But that, of course, means that they lose 4-2 on aggregate. And as a result, they're out of the Copa Sudamericana.